Hi, you're listening to the Mark in Russia broadcast, episode number 115, and I'm Mark. Uh, good evening, people of podcast land. This is President Iraq Obama, and when I'm in Russia, not busy pressing the reset button, I like to listen to the Mark in Russia podcast. Uh, I learn more from this podcast than I do from my own advisors. Besides, uh, he's a good diplomat, perhaps better than Hillary. So, uh, rather than listening to the same old TV programs, it's time for change. You can believe it. Listen to the Mark in Russia podcast. Mark, you're the man. You know, this year has been a hell of an election year in the U.S., primarily because of Donald Trump. When Donald first announced his candidacy and gave his first, his first speech, he had me at build a wall. I mean, Donald was the only candidate saying what the majority of Americans were thinking, such as, we are sick of illegal, and for that matter, much of the legal immigration into America. Americans wanted a say in who was let into our country, rather than letting the crooked, corrupt politicians of both parties make that decision for us. On one hand, the Democrats wanted the poorest and least educated group of people coming into the country, both legally and illegally. I'm speaking about people who know nothing of the history of our country and who share none of our values. You see, Democrats believe in aborting almost all their babies rather than raising a family. Now, while this has allowed them the new freedom of being queer as hell or even transgender if they'd like, it's had a detrimental effect on the addition of new Democrats to the voter rolls. Democrats and now many mainstream Republicans really despise traditional American values, especially those that relate to family and religion. So rather than trying to change the minds of the average American voter to become a Democrat, in 1965, with the primary assistance of Ted Kennedy, they decided to change the average American voter. Now, I know that people say we shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but I'm not politically correct, and I hope that that asshole Ted Kennedy suffered greatly before his death, and that his torment in hell is especially severe. Just because he's dead doesn't mean I hate him any less. And all Americans should feel, should feel really the same way. Wonder uh, why you just paid about $120,000 for your kid's education, yet your kid can't get a job because we are importing students from around the world to work these same jobs for much less money? Well, thank Ted Kennedy and the Democrats. Wonder why these scumbag illegals, especially from south of the border, are able to murder and rape our children without any fear of prosecution? Again, thank Ted Kennedy and the Democrats. Wonder why we're importing millions of filthy Muslims from the Middle East and Africa who hate America, will never assimilate, and nearly 50% want Sharia law instituted in the U.S.? Thank Ted Kennedy and the Democrats. Well, it should be obvious to anyone who has listened to me or spoken to me for more than 10 minutes that I hate Democrats, liberals, and so-called progressives. Now, back to Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump is a born-again Republican, and by this I mean that in the past he's been a supporter of many anti-Republican positions, including the biggies like abortion and gay marriage. He has also contributed huge amounts of money, or excuse me, this is Donald, huge amounts of money to the most evil of Democrat candidates, including several very large contributions to the Clintons. Now, he says that he did this, and all of his little uh, followers justify this by saying, well, he, he did it as all business people do, as a cost of getting business in today's world. Yet, frankly, there are tons of good conservative businessmen who do not give money to these evil people and are quite successful. So I don't buy into that crap. The fact is that Trump has some very popular opinions about immigration, building a wall between the U.S. and Mexico to keep out the vermin, and also has some good opinions concerning the many horrible trade deals that the U.S. has and is now in the process of making. But the man is all over the field. In addition to these good ideas and opinions, he also holds many really bad liberal-type opinions. And usually after he's opened his big mouth or his fat little fingers have tweeted these out, his advisors tell him to claim he was taken out of context and change what he just said. In other words, don't believe your lying ears. And this is actually getting ridiculous. A true conservative knows right from wrong, whereas a progressive does not. Donald is way too often acting as a progressive now. You know, something that's not really well known, or at least, no, no, it's known, but it's not well publicized, is that for several years before announcing his candidacy this time, he had one of his trusted executives listening to conservative talk radio every day in order to determine exactly what the biggest issues were with conservatives. This was done for years. And this is why he knew exactly which issues to bring up and which issues and positions he could take that would most endear him to conservatives. And this is also why at least this is my opinion, he's all over the field on so many issues. He apparently did not have this trusted executive find out what opinions to hold on all issues. There are others who believe that Donald is, or at least originally was, a stalking horse for Hillary Clinton. Some of you might be asking, what the heck is a stalking horse? Well, here's the dictionary definition. It's a candidate put forth to divide the opposition or to conceal someone's real candidacy. In other words, his real purpose of entering the race was to divide the Republican Party so that Hillary Clinton could win. Now, I know this sounds a bit messed up, and and I don't subscribe to this theory. But there are plenty of reasons for people to believe this. Let me just give you a little bit of history to look at. In 1992, George Bush Sr. was running as the Republican Party, or for the Republican Party, and a pervert from Arkansas was running to become president as the Democrat. You may remember his name was Bill Clinton. Suddenly, a previously unknown candidate named Ross Perot decided to run as an independent for president. Well, I can't say Ross Perot was a unknown. He was a very wealthy businessman from Dallas, Texas. He was actually a self-made billionaire, and this is many years ago when billion meant a lot more. Uh, And he was self-funding, well, like Donald. Ross 
chose topics that he knew the average American felt strongly about, such as international trade, well, just like Donald. He was running as the anti-establishment candidate, well, just like Donald. Ross formed a very loyal following who formed, who viewed him as one of our last great hopes at saving our country from the established political figures. Well, just like Donald. Now, I can speak about the Ross Perot campaign not as a historical event, but as a follower. I love the idea of a Ross Perot presidency, that we clean all the filth out of Washington. I supported him went to see him speak in the state of Maine, and actually he came in second in this election in Maine and in Utah, and I had great hopes in him. I, know it's, I, I voted for Ross Perot in 1992. Well, Ross Perot did not win the election, although he polled enough votes from the other two candidates to influence the election, about 19% of the popular vote. Unfortunately, most of the votes he received were from conservatives who would otherwise voted for Bush. Now, personally, I couldn't stand Bush Sr., and he would have been much better, but he would have been much better, of course, than the uh, Arkansas pervert who then lived in the White House with his lying, dishonest, lesbian wife, Hillary. Bill Clinton became president with less than 50% of the popular vote. Even then, it was rumored that Ross Perot was a stalking horse for the Clinton. Even if this was untrue, it had the same effect. Suddenly, now, 24 years later, it appears that we have the same situation going on, or at least with the same result. Kind of funny that the same situation happens to be with the lying, dishonestly, com- uh, cowardly, add that, chameleon of a wife of the Arkansas pervert. You might ask, how can it be the same situation? I mean, Donald is not running as an independent. He's running as a Republican. Well, the fact is that both Hillary and Donald are extremely unpopular with many people, Trump being just slightly more unpopular with Hillary, although both are hated by more than 60% of the American people. It's different people, mind you, but 60% is a hell of a lot. Hillary and her evil minders would love to run against Donald because he's the only one of the Republicans she could probably beat. And she'll not only beat him because, as a rule, about 5% of the votes that go to Democrats are bought, stolen, or illegal. If the election were held today and the candidates were Donald and Hillary, I would absolutely vote for Donald. So let me get that right out of the way. But that still doesn't mean that I'm happy with Donald. Donald has been behaving like a big liberal progressive baby and not a conservative. He's been using Alinsky tactics since the beginning of his run. And for those of you that are not familiar with the demon Saul Alinsky, you can Google him to learn more. In a nutshell, he's the hero of Barack Obama. I'm talking about Alinsky, who also employed Alinsky-type tactics in 2008 and 2012. And he's even a greater hero to Hillary Clinton, who wrote her... Uh, her final paper in the university about Saul Alinsky. She's a real follower. I'm telling you, she's a scary bitch. And this isn't BS. Look it up if you don't believe me. I mean, in, in these days, in the days of search engines, a person would have to be an idiot to lie in a podcast. Look it up. Do your work. Ted Cruz is my favorite in this race and also a true conservative. Trump uses his 
Alinskyite tactics of demonizing and lying about Cruz, but he's also scared to death of debating Cruz. Cruz would chew up Donald and spit him out in a debate. I'm just getting sick of listening to the same old tired cliches from Donald and the same old tired, groundless insults against other Republicans. It is, however, quite rare that you ever hear him insult the Clintons. Makes me wonder why. Now, as Cruz shows himself to be a much better tactician than Trump, grabbing more than his share of candidates, excuse me, delegates in each of the states, which this calls for strategy and it calls for know-how. And Cruz is much, much smarter than Trump. And trust me, being a businessman like Trump does not make you a good leader. Look back to President Harding. Um, he was a, People felt he was a good U.S. president when they elected him. Although he was a good businessman, he was not a good president and actually set the stage for the Great Depression. The same goes for Silvia Berlusconi of Italy a good businessman, but he was a lousy president. Unfortunately, Trump has resorted to the typical leftist behavior of announcing that he's being cheated out of the presidency and out of delegates. He doesn't understand well enough about politics and is therefore hurting himself with his lack of knowledge, his big mouth, and his fat little Twitter fingers. He sounds like a big baby leftist. And one thing conservatives can't stand is a big, fat, complaining baby leftist. So shut the hell up, Donald, okay? Do what you're good at. This is, this is pathetic. Who are you trying to impress with this crap? Trump, you're becoming more and more disliked because you're exposing who you really are, or at least that's what it looks like to most people. And that's why 65% of Americans say they will never vote for you. I would not refer to you as the great hope of the Republican Party. Now, you've also threatened repeatedly to run third party if you are not this, the Republican candidate. And this, you know, will split the party and guarantee that Hillary gets elected. Kind of the same exact situation that got the Arkansas pervert elected. Coincidence? Wonder why people refer to him as a stalking horse? One of the biggest problems is that Donald has whipped up his followers into a frenzy so that they're willing to do anything for him, and it's not because of his policies, but because of personality. In other words, in this year's election, we have a personality of cult. And, you know, I used to love reading Ann Coulter's uh, columns and stuff, but man, I cannot stand that bitch anymore. This woman is just 100% full Trump, and she is just a little nasty little lying attack little dog i think she'll find after the fact her she's hoping i guess to the trump wins and she can get some position in his administration because she sure as shit won't be able to get a job or at least nobody will be reading her columns anymore and ann coulter what do you do for a living you you're trained as a lawyer but yet you don't practice law what the hell are you that's true too bill clinton was trained as a lawyer and he doesn't practice law huh is there similarity there well, listen, this has gone on long enough, even though I've just scratched the surface. Now, just to clarify this, in no way do I hate the Donald. I hate Hillary Clinton and the leftist socialist Bernie Sanders, a pig. But I do wish Donald would change his ways a bit and get rid of some of the assholes that he's surrounded by and that are advising him. 
or maybe get some other assholes advising you that they keep your fat little fingers off of Twitter late at night. You know, you don't drink, you say that, and everyone says that, and I believe you, but good Lord, you're one of these people that you act drunk when you're straight, I guess. Now, he's brought forth so many good campaign issues that might have remained hidden had it not been for him. But Donald, conservatives do not learn from, follow, or employ tactics suggested by Saul Alinsky, period. We are not the left, and we don't fight like the left, so get with the program. Well, until my next broadcast, this is Mark in Russia signing off saying goodbye. That's a wrap.